0: Today, we're talking webinars, and I love using webinars for lead generation. I use my live content coaching strategy course which is called by the way guys attract engage convert and you can find it on eventbrite just a little plug there to help attract people to me um some people will go away and go that was great and never work with me some people will love me and work with me and a long time later i've just had someone who's recently signed up with me who came to one of my mappets like six years ago so sometimes people last a long time And then sometimes you get people go, oh my goodness, goodness, and and work with you right away. And in fact, the person that we've got today on um, Confident Content is Kate Ryan, who I think had known, I find out actually during this, but had known me before, but she um, came to one of my um, live coaching courses and um, and then became a client and she's a coaching client. She's amazing. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her in a minute, but I want to talk to you about what we're doing today. Today, we're gonna work on how to use webinars to sell your offer in a non-sleazy, gross way, what the blocks are that Kate's facing and unblocking some of those, so that if you've ever thought about using webinars for you in terms of that lead generation to build trust, to help people understand what your offer is and get those people in the door as paying clients, then this is the episode for you. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Kate before we jump in. I'm gonna get her to fill in all the gaps. Kate Ryan is based in the Waikato. She is a photographer. Uh, One of the things I love about Kate is um, she does do a range of photography. So she does family, business and brand, um, plus probably a few other bits and pieces there that I haven't mentioned. But where she and I have an alignment is Kate has got this amazing drive and desire to help you become more confident or feel more confident. And I love her passion to help us, especially as mothers, as women, to document our lives with camera with film without being fearful of the imperfections you know we're the ones picking apart those imperfections the people who love us don't care Um, and I know that for me um, Kate this is something relates to this so um, I was obviously when I got married to Rod my daughters um, came were part of the bridesmaids and we got amazing photos done I was very self-conscious of a few shots where it kind of showed my double chin or other things and when my daughters made like a beautiful wedding thing from our uh, Christmas present that year, they picked out their favorite photos and some of those photos were photos I hated. And at first I was really pissed off that they had chosen photos that I didn't like. I was like, how could you not see those imperfections? But what I realized was what I'm looking at and seeing isn't what they're seeing. Cause they're seeing their mother looking at love with their, um, their stepfather. They're looking at that relationship they're looking at what they see in me, and they're not picking apart my body. And I think I I understood that. I teach you guys the same thing, but of course, when it's yourself, it's a lot harder to. Oh, Absolutely it? right. <laughs> so, we all have yeah, those we things. All have it. So do you want to tell everyone about you? Because I said that you're a photographer, but actually, what you're trying to get people to do is is related to your photography, but it isn't actually you going out and taking photos of them, is it? Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, I. Always my number one love is being um, with my camera up to my eye and and capturing that magic that I see in people that we all have, but that sometimes we fail to see in ourselves. Um, And so that is kind of where um, my number one joy always is. But um, literally every time I go out on a photo shoot, people go, oh, I hate having my photo taken or... Uh, this is not my best side, or I hope you're going to Photoshop that into oblivion. And, <laughs> and if um, if I collected a dollar for every time I heard that, I wouldn't need to be here doing this. <laughs> um, and so, um, and that, along with uh, becoming a parent um, a wee while ago now, my children are are sort of middle primary school years, um, kind of made me realise that like documenting the special things in our lives and the special things in our days is really really important, and that we see all the magic in other people but sometimes we fail to see it in ourselves um, and I just wanted to like show my children and have a record of how loved that they were so it kind of this I is all the build up it. into what I have created which is a course which is a it's called Memory Vault and it kind of it intersects between taking care of all those digital photos that we all have because we've all got blooming thousands of the things now that we take every day with our phones and um, and that's kind of like a little chaotic piece of, of life, that digital chaos there. And then that merge of, of parenthood, motherhood, where it's that's a little bit chaotic, chaotic at times yeah. as well. Tell me about and it. kind of um, <laughs> Doesn't merging... get better. Doesn't get better. Sorry. <laughs> Not at times all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... And it's kind of like, oh, I want to teach people how to take care of those digital memories, to bring them out of the digital space where they don't really actually exist and to bring them into the real world. Um, And so like to to deal with that digital chaos and to also like transform the way that we all think about and engage with our digital photos, our everyday photos, uh, and to use them to... Build a deeper and more meaningful connection with our families and our own stories and ourselves and to just help um, everybody really understand that they're loved, that they're valued and that their story matters. And we all do that through photographs that we have every day. I
0: really love this because, you know, obviously I've, um, when my children were younger, I was an early influence. So before we were talking about how outraged I would now be if people were choosing to put their kids everywhere on on without permission, Um, And then my four-year-old, my youngest, basically made me a social media plan. She couldn't even write. She wrote it and then told me what it was. And it was like, you have no permission to put my photos up, you know, if you're going to put one up. And it really changed my view because I had been using social media to document my parenting. And I hadn't been doing it because I was like trying to use them for brand deals or anything like that. It was more just, it's, oh, oh, well, social media is there. I can just make folders. I can do that. And one of the things my children have taught me, which I've really loved, is that I have masses of photos of them and of us, and they're not for public consumption, they're for family consumption. And somewhere along the way, I think we became a bit lazy and, and went, we are using photos to document our journey and uh, in a digital space, like online, but actually... The f- photos are about, that's why we worry about it being perfect and we worry about all those things. But if they're a private photo, we maybe have a chance to see what someone else is seeing in that photo. We're not worrying about the extra roll or the fact that it, you know, showing wide hips or. You know, or dirty thighs, yeah. or I don't know why my thighs are dirty, <laughs> I don't know how muddy. I was thinking, why, why did I say that? I was thinking dirty feet, but I was like, oh no, I already used feet. Um, so you know, but like you know, all you worry about the best side, and I think that is, I agree with you. Like, there's so much amazing power, you know, in people being able to look back. I, I'm so thankful that we have photos, but I've realised that there's gaps. Why well, I don't have, I don't have photos because I've they're just in my phone or. You know, so I can. It's so important to have that record placed there.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And it's like, um, I guess with the whole
1: rise of social media and, and smartphones and things, we've the the going the kind of social psyche has shifted. For what am I recording this for? My own family memory book, or I'm recording it for um, putting it on Instagram and getting the perfectly Instagrammable cool girl picture um, that shows that my family is. Whatever I want to produce to the world, but it's kind of like we miss out on all of those real moments, and we also because they're digital. Um, I mean, like we're talking digital marketing here, but yeah. digital doesn't exist outside of a computer. It's all just bits yeah, and bytes. It's so and, true. Um, there's a big risk, and this is kind of what my my webinar about is about: of losing all of that mm. um, important storytelling, all those important memories because they're digital. They're not real. And um, you know, if if you need to plug in your computer to enjoy mm. your family memories, what happens when you can't plug in your computer? Yeah. When the battery's flat? When the electricity goes out? So, yeah, I it's, love that. We're Actually, about. one of the most
0: precious <laughs> things my dad did is he because he documented because he had the him and my mum had the kids because I was a single mum a lot, and my mum's a photographer, and so they were taking lots of photos. Um, Amateur photographer and I hate to take you my photo. But anyway, uh, but she took all these photos and so she made, they made like a birth to the age of the child that came there of, of all these photos and made them books for them, for each of them. And then they gave me a copy too. So I had a copy and I will say that. And then, so if I, if my house was on fire, it would be that. And then my daughters did one of, they took a whole lot of my kid photos of them when they were kids and then went out one mother's day. One of my daughters was very hungover um that day she wasn't, very well. <laughs> she wasn't very well but they went and did replicate you know did the replication the adult version of it and but and I'm not allowed to share that on social media like I loved it but they're like this is for you which I also read I, I get annoyed about because I'm like proud that they did it but I also love that they made it just for me it wasn't something for public it was just for me but if I was going to choose something those would be the things I would take from my house
1: yeah, you know. exactly right. It's those physical things that if you if you have the opportunity to grab them, those are the things that you take. Those are the the physical memories, because otherwise it's all up here. It's all in your head, um, or it's in a sort of digital <laughs> like rubbish dump. Basically, it is. Um, it is in your Google Drive. If it's anything like yeah. most people's, it's and
0: I do think just... that Gen Gen Z. I know we're not talking about the thing yet, but I, but I think Gen Z. It's interesting. My girls will often give each other photo albums and they've gone and got this they they understand the importance of physical photos and somehow our generation like that older millennial and gen Gen x's we kind of lost it we got so enamored with technology we kind of lost this opportunity well it's like it's
1: like the convenience factor as well like we i mean there's always something but going from having to take your roll of film to the, that's true. To the but, pharmacy. Yeah. yeah, that is very true. <laughs> um, and, and it was expensive and you only had 24 to 36 exposures to um, maybe document your whole summer. Um, for example, you were much more thoughtful about which kinds of photos you, you used to take but that's exactly it. The, the Gen Z... And basically, kids born since about sort of 1996 onwards, um, they're at real risk Good. of losing all of their childhood memories yeah, because it's all digital. And it's all various huge. different types of di- digital as well. It's not just that is huge. Um, it's, it's CDs, it's, it's probably some even floppy disks. Yeah, <laughs> probably, Yeah, yep, there um, would be some,
0: and, and um, USB, sticks and, USB yeah. sticks, and they get lost <laughs> oh, and yes. corrupted. Easily. Easily yeah. corrupted. Um so okay, t- okay. So I I mean like so we've we've explained exactly why you need to do this because more people need to know about it. Yeah. And it's and it's great. And it's a course. And they do it with you, don't they? It's a course that you lead yeah, them yeah. through.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I take them through step by step the things that they need to do, not only to Like take care of their digital photographs and to keep them safe, um, but also to um, take photos with more intention (laughs) and and how to get those good photos that you want that document the moment um, that you want to get. But you know, I also teach a little bit about how to get those you know Instagram cool photos as well because you know we all kind of want those these days too. Um, And it's also about actually using those photographs, getting them out of that digital sphere into into real life by Um, printing them and printing them in quality and and different ways to display them and actually use them to um, bridge those connections with our family members and the other people that we love
0: okay so Kate we have been working together since I think September and we've talked about what you do before and can I tell you this is the first time I've felt really excited about this course because you've actually told me stuff you haven't told me before And I think you're focusing too much on the taking care of the photos when you describe it. Yeah, because people tell me that that's what they want to know about. But what I think it is, like I think if you want to, and I agree that that's important, but what I'm wondering is, like for me as a mum, if you could help me become the recorder and to create, like if I had a plan in place of how I was going to document my family's journey, that's exciting to me. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad it's so exciting to you. So it's like the past, to but it's the future as well. Yeah, for sure. And I'm wondering if maybe part of that, when we talk about the webinar, like in terms of getting people on, that part of that might be that instead of it being even that taking care of the photos you have, I really liked that you're taking photos with more intention. Like I was like, that's cool. Because it's actually about thinking about, hey, actually, this is a moment that I want to take photos. You know, what are the milestones? All those sort of things like you could do like a webinar I'm just thinking because the webinar what is the webinar um I've got an idea for this by the way um I'm just writing it down before I do it but but what are you um what is the webinar you're currently doing
1: so currently I talk about all of that about how powerful photographs are and I guess my um like all those sorts of things that I'm passionate about my background about why I take the types of photos I do and why that they're really powerful and I do talk about um, what's called the digital dark age which is the fact that everything has become digital these days and we don't actually um, have any control over that and they could be gone in an instant um, and then there's a small teaching portion about how to, um, how to go and look after those photographs um, to make sure that they're safe
0: So that's what your thing is there, and how are you marketing it at the moment? What's it called? Does it have a name? It's called
1: "Beat the Digital Dark Age," Um, and previously I've marketed it. Like I've only run it once this year. Um, The plan is to run run it a couple of times a year, Um, and I sort of put out the the sign up (laughs) form sheet thing, lead generation page, um, and talk about. Uh, you know, direct people to that, have a little bit of uh, Instagram stories, Instagram posts, reels, things like that, that direct people to come and join me there. Um, And then obviously it's a webinar, so there's a pitch at the end. If you want my help to do this,
0: then, you know, come and join Memory Vault. Okay, so I've got lots of things we're going to change. All right, so the first thing, um, let's just talk about the name. I I do think that um, even though the digital dark age is part of this, I wonder if you would get more people who were interested if you talked about um ha, um like i don't have a name for this yet um and we might have to go later on to chat or it might be something we do later on like, like you go away and do that and come back and we get some ideas for that so i don't want to give an idea of a name unless i come up with an amazing one in which case yeah. <laughs> um sometimes it happens but i don't know if i can do it right now um, yeah, but we definitely, sure. um, we definitely would use. I normally would say, once we've got an idea of what we do, I would say go and ask ChatGPT for twenty-five ideas, and then normally I find that there's a part of one idea that I like. So it's never the whole thing. The whole thing is always terrible, and people. And so I would say get twenty-five. We did this um, yesterday with something um, with a client, and I asked for I think fifteen, and we found one little phrase. And all of the 15 things, it was like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to say. So I would do that. But I I see the excitement for more people than the digital dark age. Because digital dark age is you're talking to someone who's already thinking, I feel, you you there's some steps here. So many people aren't even aware of the problem of only having uh-huh. their photos on digital. They've done it for so long. So there's an education point, which I think yeah. is important. But what everyone wants to do is feel that they can document their family life or their life um, and do it with intent. And I love the idea of maybe doing something because you are targeting parents and I'm going to say mothers. But in general, I'm pretty sure most people you've worked with in the past have been women. Yeah, um, yeah. And most of them have been mothers. We tend to be the memory keepers. The memory yeah. keepers. <laughs> So I love the phrase memory keepers. So milestone so you could even have that in there like um, milestones you need to um, milestones we should we, we need to measure or we need to what's the word not create milestones we need to record or something like that The milestones we should record um, a webinar for the memory makers or memory keep memory keepers of the house or something like that. Um, and I feel, I feel like that would draw more people in, so I would call a thing like that. I think it makes it broader. So your webinar, yeah. I think where you've gone, and I'm going to say wrong. Like you know, I love you. So if I say wrong, I'm not having got you. But I, I think it went too niche. You have to have it at a high interest topic that's going to go broader, so you get more people. Because yes, it might it will mean that maybe. You still get a small number of people who sign up, but we want more people to become aware of Kate Ryan so they follow you and so that in your sticky web. So we need to go broader with a high interest topic. That's why when I was growing my audience, I would run a thing on Canva. My Canva things would be like, oh, sorry, I've got 150 seats gone and I can't give you any more. There's no more room. Whereas I was doing something really niche that I was really passionate and like, how to develop a content plan for such and such. I'd struggle to get 25 people in it. Yeah. Yeah. at the moment, we want to build your profile as this person, not just focus on um, getting that small number that understand that step already because we want them to go on the journey. A webinar is not just for the people that are ready to buy. The webinar is to also get those people who are starting to understand that they might be that late. Yeah. So I think we'll be important. So change the topic. The second thing I'd say in terms of marketing it is I would definitely, um, definitely use Eventbrite or something like that, and put it on there as and have that as the landing page that you're pointing people to. You can still have a landing page there, but if you could you use Zoom, right?
1: Yeah, you can connect
0: yeah. Eventbrite to Zoom.
1: Okay, I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it's inside the thing, and so you can have it as an online event, and then you're making maximizing the use of Eventbrite and their ability to push it out and for people that are searching for things as well as your own networks. Right,
1: yeah, yeah. The other
0: benefit of it is is that it looks after all the paper, like all the information. You can send emails through that as well. You can have all their details, so you can add them to an email list as well. You can do all those sort of things, and you should be able to do a connection. What, what's your email list? I use MailerLite. Yeah, so MailerLite has an integration. You just have to work out what it is with Eventbrite. Um, And you can put that Eventbrite link on your website. So what sort of website do you have? I have a WordPress website. Yeah, so WordPress. So there is a WordPress plugin for Eventbrite. Oh, And you can just add like a, basically um, embed it into the page and have it there so people can buy tickets. So you can still have it on there, but they're just buying all their tickets through Eventbrite. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, So 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 I would do
0: that as a start. um, Yeah, that that sounds good. that helps that kind of push out because... One of the things is, is that because you work in the Waikato, you, it's not that you've got a tiny following, but you're never going to have a massive following outside your network. And yeah. so you're only talking to that small group. And this is something that can be used nationwide, worldwide. So we want to just break out of that shell and that helps break out of that shell. But Yeah, for sure. And then if you want to do, if you want to do a few other bits and pieces, you can do that as well. Um, and so um, so they would be freaking sorry. Now I'm really excited because uh, the real estate agent just texted to say that the person wants to have a second look. And now I'm it. So exciting. <laughs> you know? Sorry, I'm focusing. I'm focusing. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> I have to just fill it everyone because this is going to be coming out hopefully of the things. The house has literally only been on the market for three days and I'm already having meltdowns about why it hasn't sold yet, which is completely unrealistic. We've had four people go through it. For for private viewings. It hasn't even had an open home. And I'm like, what am I gonna do if it doesn't sound the first three weeks? Because I I don't think I'm made for this. (laughs) I'm so highly strung about it. Anyway, I'll keep you posted, Kate. Anyway, okay, so I feel really excited. I would stop talking about I feel really excited about um that topic. It might not be milestones, it could be milestones. I also like taking photos with more intent, which kind of that's why I pulled out milestones, because I thought that is more intent. And milestones we understand milestones as parents, so it might be like the the secret milestones you're missing out on on taking. So, because we all know first day of school, but what about um our secret coffee place, like our secret place for coffee, our favorite place to have swings? Like, I'm yeah, assuming yeah. there's the stuff you talk about.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've definitely um touched on that, um, definitely. So, and I think probably... you could
0: have 25 milestones you po- you may not be recording. I love that, and then you could come up with them, and they could go from birth
1: to young adulthood. Yes, I love that. That's that's exactly what I love to do. That's amazing
0: because that's what a real photographer does, right? Like we all take the photos of first day of school, um, the ball. I'm just thinking, cause I've got you know, my youngest is 18 now. Yeah. Um, but what about the photo of us um, packing the calf when they first go flooding, or what about us um, doing the one of the day that we went out and um and had a coffee together and and we didn't we, we didn't have a fight or or whatever the yeah, thing is or, yeah yeah or you know that my, I've taken a photo of me because my daughter just finally hugged me for the first three months and this is the feeling I got when I did that like I think those yes, are the yeah. intent mailings it's, yeah it's yeah. those
1: every everyday moments that um that kind of you you think you're always going to remember, but that, you know, time moves on and suddenly your three-year-old's a 13-year-old and yeah. they're not just holding your hand through the car park anymore. Well, I yes. s- assume not.
0: <laughs> yes, I think, and I think that that is, well, actually I'll just say one of my favourite things about one of my girls uh, who's young adult is she's quite happy to take my hand. Sometimes and she'll do it with her sisters as well. Like they all will hold heat hands with each other, they're all young adults and occasionally they'll let us walk around and then they suddenly realize that people might not realise they're sisters and that maybe they're thinking <laughs> something else. But I, I love that about them. I love that they have got that affection. Um yeah. and, but you're right, like the, the cuddles are very easy when the child is two and then they kind of dry up a bit and then they can come back. But those are the documented moments. But I, yeah. I love and we don't I don't wanna talk about all the ideas because of course you're gonna have a whole bunch of them. But oh, I would come. I think I would come to those, <laughs> and you could even do it the first five years from you know school, and then like teens. Yeah, and then yeah, you, and you could do it, and you might decide you can go all of them, and you go actually I've got so many I might do them in three different webinars. Yeah, I've got at least fifty two. Well, well like, there we go. I've got a list so of them, you could so. do like one yeah. you know, for those of you that have got preschoolers, for those of you that have got school age children, for those of you that have got your teen years. You could do three webinars. Yeah, that's, and that like captures
1: because I would probably so would, yeah, much more. I probably wouldn't the... want to go to one
0: that was all about, that had a whole lot of stuff under fives because that no longer relates to me. And so I'm thinking yeah. that you would hit them, but you, your content structure would be the same.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm just writing notes too. Yeah, no, and, and
0: you get a recording of this, but I think that'd be key. Now, before we jump into the webinar plan, because I identified some things you did wrong when you talked about uh, it with me. Sorry for using the word wrong. It's probably a bad coaching That's word, okay. guys. Just cope with it. Um, so so I could but, improve on. <laughs> but the other thing that I have got a lot better with my free course, uh, which is a trade to convert, uh, trade to engage convert everybody, and you can find it on Eventbrite. Um, but what I found this year is I was starting to do it this year, and next year I've got it sorted. I have now got an automation sequence so that when people actually sign up, because I was finding that you'd get maybe only 50% of people actually turning up on the day. So one thing you want to do is you want to have something that they only get if they come to the live event. So it might be a downloadable planner, it might be like a little worksheet, it might be something or like a activity idea or it might be like going into depth with one thing so it's like a really cool thing and it's like um, this is only available for people that turn up to the actual event. So obviously you you want everyone to get the recording but that one thing is only for them. So it's a little bit of a, a help, so I, it's easy for me because mine's live, it's a live event, uh, like in person. So I'm just like, no, I don't have a recording, you have to come. So, it, but that's what you need for a webinar. The second thing that I would say is the pre emails beforehand are absolutely key. So, mine, I some people book for my courses 10 months in advance. So, I've done this crazy thing where I they get an email on, on ordering. Um, their ticket and then from six months out they get a monthly email saying how excited I am that they're coming and then when it gets closer it goes to you know um, four weeks two weeks one week two days before what I want you to have is that four weeks two weeks one week two days before it might be less than that but it could just be they get one for registering it and then one month so I don't know how far out you're going to do it normally we want to say around six weeks we start marketing it but one on ordering their ticket Then, so they get that four weeks. So four weeks from the date, they get another one with like maybe a little tip or an idea or something you're going to cover and a testimonial. So we have testimonials in every single one of these and a little bit of like excitement from you of how excited you're going to see them and really warming up, maybe a bit of your work. You could show an image of yourself with your family or a photo and why one of them is your favorite image and another one. So we go that enrollment, four weeks, um, two weeks, one week, two days before. And you will get a much higher increase of people turning up and you'll get a much more engaged audience. Cause they're so excited because you've already shown them that you really care about them coming. And none of that selling, none of that is saying, I want to buy from you, it's like that. And then what we've got to do, so we've got to do all this stuff before we even plan the thing. We've got to think about what we're going to say afterwards. Because yeah. at the moment, I don't know what you're doing. Do, they have a nurture, do you have a nurture sequence? Um, so, yeah, I've kind of done a little bit of that. Mm. Um,
1: so I have, when people previously have signed up on my landing page, which I've just set up through MailerLite, um, they get a, like, yes, it's, it's happening soon. And I have sent them, like, um, one maybe a week before and then uh, on the day saying, you know, we're going live in two hours or whatever. Um, and then afterwards, I have I have sent out, like, a, a downloadable for the people that attended and so I make a note of who yep. actually came um but uh, it's just kind of been like thank you for joining the doors are open now um come and join me and maybe like a reminder before enrollment closes because I do have like a open and close period for it um just because that helps me manage my own yeah, mental health no because you have like
0: <laughs> so you have regular
1: times you do it yeah but
0: what about after if they don't buy what happens to them then
1: um, then they just kind of go onto my email, my general email list, and they get my um, weekly, sometimes not weekly, but mostly weekly email that um, just talks about a variety of, of the things that I sort of stand for and, you know, has a little bit of work that I do and the general content that I've been learning about in the Yeah, well. so
0: have you got a separate list of the people that have been to webinars, I know it might be quite small at the moment, and those people compared to the ones that are your clients, your photography clients? Um, So I definitely, I've tagged
1: them. So they've got their own little section in in MailerLite. um, But then when I send out my weekly emails, um, I send it out to my entire list. And I have um, my photography clients, uh, they're also tagged. And they just get lumped in with my entire list as well. So
0: what I would like you to do is as an action point for when you've got Headspace, I know you're already busy, Kate, and I don't want to overload it. But what I would do is you said before you've got 52 milestones, right? That's one a week. What I would do is I would put them in. I would make very short emails and do it as a nurture sequence because you've got quite a small number of people. So you don't want to repeat. You don't want to send something out to like, I'm sure you've got one in five, but five people who've got that sort of thing. And then you're like, oh, crap, they've all seen it now. I can't really give them that again. And now I've got 25 people. And, ah, you know, so what I want you to do is I would like you at some point to create a very simple kind of template where it's like um, with the tip of the week. And you could even do it once a fortnight. You don't have to do it weekly. But write them all at once. And then use Menolite and create an automation. And then put those people that have had that webinar, put them in now. Like as soon as you've done it, put them in. And every time you do a webinar, your new group of people go into that nurture sequence. So they start at email one. And they just go through. And now you've got a whole year of contact with them. And you can put every fourth email, you can have a um, you know, a call to action. If you know that you'd like to um, do that course, um, contact me and I'll let you know the next open dates. So uh-huh. it's evergreen, so you don't have to worry about it too much. And yeah. that would help you. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, and Because yeah. I think that's the other thing is that you're losing out on people who might not be ready to buy then. And how do you manage mm. them and if you're throwing them into the, in the tank with everyone else? they're getting that, but they may unsubscribe because it no longer relates to them anymore. So I think that would yeah. help them and work that well too. Yeah, I love that. That's that's awesome. I might have to book a weekend away and write down all those emails. I th- yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm feeling you because I, as you know, I've been getting you guys to write your FAQs and I was like, I have to start doing this because I'm getting anxiety every time I tell you guys to do it. So I was like, I'm going to make mine really good and detailed and make them like proper posts. Oh my gosh, like trying to find time to do them is so hard. And so I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm, it's good making myself do it though, because it reminds me that I um, can tell you guys, why haven't you done it yet? But actually it's quite hard sometimes just to do it, isn't it? Uh, between, um,
1: yeah, I mean like running your business and working in your business are like two different jobs.
0: <laughs> and then you've got parenting and then you get all this yeah. other stuff going on and it's really tricky, you know? Absolutely. Okay, so, that, so that's the thing. Now let's get to the webinar. How long is it normally? About 40 minutes. Okay, Perfect. And how, what do you do at the beginning of your webinar? Um, I welcome people in. I tell yep. them um, what,
1: what we're going to do. Yes, perfect. <laughs> I basically, yeah, I let them know the structure. Because for me, as a, as a human being, I need to know what's going on. Yes, um, me too. To keep my attention. And, and it helps, yeah. it helps. Yeah, yeah. Um, clear communication is always great. Um, then I introduce myself and um, I kind of sort of introduce the topic of like why your photos are important to begin with Um, and then I introduce the digital dark age kind of concept to them Um, and then we talk about um, how to actually sort of um, mitigate against the digital dark age with some practical steps and then um so at the start I've said I'm going to tell you all of this stuff and then I'm going to introduce to you my course i kind of get a little bit of a, a buy-in at that point um I do ask for a bit of engagement throughout that um sometimes there's a lot of engagement sometimes there's not do you um, ask at
0: the beginning do you ask them to tell you in the chat how old if they've got children and how old their children are um yeah, not really I probably I would should. do that so yeah. if we want to get people engaged, we have to get them used to using their voices. So really early on, when you're telling them a little bit about you, I want you um, to, um, so for a start, when you're first starting and you're coming on, um, I would definitely just say hello to people in the group and just call out a couple of people that you can see and just say, oh, you know, it's really nice to see you here, Rose. I, I saw you when you enrolled and maybe you're getting your ticket or whatever. Oh, it's lovely to see, you, you know, and just like a couple so that they kind of feel, oh, you notice me. So that, it works really well. But then I'd also like to say, you know, when you go out a little bit about myself, my name is Kate Rye, I'm a photographer, and I'm a mum, my children are such and such and such. I'd love to know how old your children are while I tell you a little bit more about myself and let me know in the chat. And so they can do that. And then you can go, oh my gosh, you know, I didn't know, Leslie, that you had 14 children or whatever, like whatever the thing is, you know, poor Leslie, um, <laughs> her womb, man. Um <laughs> wow wow. it's like a litter (laughs) litter. yeah so you can like have like those conversations and do that and then that gets them used to using chat if they're a bit technologically um I know most people know how to use them but they still can feel weird or they don't know they're allowed to and then I'd also say if at any point you need to ask a question let me know um I if I can't answer it right away I'll note it and I'll definitely answer it at the end but often people if you wait till the end for that Q&A they've forgotten what the question was so it's kind of like giving you the admin job of remembering what those questions are. I can cope with a lot of interaction and interruption so I'm qu- I quite enjoy it. but if you're in a day where you don't or you don't like it, just basically say that's a great question, Leanne, I'll come back to it at the end and then just note it somewhere. So always have a pen and paper with you so you're ready to do that so you've got it and that's going to really help that interaction going. Um, so and then you can say things like you know let's do, so if we're doing milestones, you can say, Let's talk about milestones. Here are five common milestones that most parents have. I wonder how many of these have you got? And so you could do like the, um, the birth photo, the da-da-da, the what that the first day of school, and then you can say, all right, tell me out of how many of these ha- have you got? And they'll go three or four or five. Oh, well, five. Okay, great. Would it surprise you to know if these are not the ones we're going to be talking about today? Uh-huh. So, well, you know, so you may already know that, maybe they yeah. anyway know that, but say, I want to talk about I know you're gonna take these ones. I want to talk about all the other really important milestones you're missing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ah, oh, milestones you're missing. The ultimate guide. There we go. Yeah. To capturing your life with your family. I love it. On film. Milestones you're missing. That's amazing. Yeah, there we go. We got it. Didn't even chat <laughs> um, So I think so we do so we do something like that. And then what I would do is, uh, in the what you're doing, the other thing I'd say is you're selling at the end. I think I've shared with you that when I changed my webinars or my course structure and my webinar structure to selling all the way through, I do have a big sales pitch and I keep on running out of time for it and I'm not getting to it because I refuse to end late and I get sidetracked by getting excited about stuff so then we, we go, oh crap, I didn't have time. And what's really weird is since I haven't been getting to that end sales pitch and I've been selling all the way through, my my sales have gone, have like tripled. The end sales thing is that what we want to do is sell all the way through. And the way we do that is I want you to break down in your course, like think about in your course what outcomes you're giving them. So it might be feeling more organized. It might be... Um, having more intent, it might be measuring milestones. On, I've got my little list here of the things that I, because I, I got really excited when you talked to me. And I think because you'd been talking so much about that digital dark age, I went, la la la, I don't really feel like, you know, like I'm not, uh, and I know I do have too many photos, but uh, it doesn't inspire me to be part yeah, of it. It's, it's not exciting, it's and not I exci- don't feel well, excited for like that either. Work. <laughs> Yeah. whereas is. <laughs> taking photos is fun then you go and now we need to look after it and I go cool I want to look after them because they're intent looking back on all the shitty photos does not sound like fun to me because <laughs> especially when I've worked out that those are not good photos now because I've seen I know how to do. so I think so like I think if you went you know taking care of your photos taking photos with more intent documenting your photos how to use your photos if those are the four things you can choose a different order and I'd probably start with something a bit more sexy at the top but what I would do is I would have a testimonial, a photo and a testimonial for each different version of those. And so if we're talking about milestone one, like like major milestones or something like that, you might have someone who um, has a photo and goes something like, um, I can't believe, um, you know, years ago I wouldn't have loved this photo of me, da 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 or whatever. Or it doesn't even have to be a testimonial. It can be like, I loved working with Kate. I and mean, then you can talk about what that person did or how they used that photo or why they did this or even them enjoying themselves because one of them might be putting yourself in the photo would need to be one of these sections right so you could use a photo of you taking a photo of someone and you or you could do a photo of yourself and you could do a photo of yourself without the makeup you know because you've had those before you know photos without the makeup and showing a bit of imperfection and and saying you know um part of me hates this photo, but I know why I should love it. Or part of me hates this photo, but it's just why I love it. And then you could, so you're demonstrating at But what I want you to do is say, when I work with you or when we work together, and when we work together in, I help you walk through this. Yeah. Because I think mindset should, mindset should be part of this as well. Yeah. Getting and it's the, definitely something yeah. I talked about. Yeah. Getting the memory, make getting the memory keeping mindset. Yeah. 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 I love that. So I think so. You'd have mindset in there. You'd have more intent. You'd have milestones because I think with milestones to get two milestones, you have to have the mindset that you're going to be part of it. Because otherwise, you're going to look back and you're not in it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Actually, yeah. just on the, I, I think try and find the TikTok video that's going around. It might be on Instagram too if you're not using TikTok, of the woman, um, who, the man, son, the husband suddenly realizes that she's the only one without a Christmas stocking. Oh. And it's empty. It it's, so the dogs have one. The kids have one. The husband has one. And then he's panning around and goes, Whose is that empty stocking? And she goes, That's mine. And he said, Why is it empty? And she said, Because no one buys me anything. And apparently they'd, it'd be like it had been happening for ten years and no one had noticed. Oh my god, it's hard. And it's like but that's, that story of being the invisible really? member of... Don't be the invisible member of your family. Yeah, yeah. Like, that should be in this webinar. Because I think that would make people feel connected to you. Yeah. So we have to get... Because the problem is with the other topic, it's got no emotional impact in it to make me want to buy from you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Whereas it's not my favourite part does. to teach. My no. favourite part to teach is the rest of it. it
0: exactly. okay, so yeah. if we... we okay, <laughs> Kate... Lesson number one in marketing, we never talk about the the most unfavorite part. This is why I don't teach on analytics. I know they're important and I do teach you guys analytics. But do I ever talk about analytics on my social or market with those? No, because they bore the shit out of me. Yeah, so we don't talk about that. So what I want you to do is think about, so what you think you cover, then I want you to make your, before you do the what we're going to cover, I want you to have a big promise at the beginning. In um, the next, um, after the after we after we finish this webinar, you will be able to da da da. You'll be able. You will know how to be more in, um, to measure the milestones that matter. Yeah. Did we say milestones that matter before? Yes. Ah, oh, it's definitely the thing. It is. It's the repeating it yeah, thing. It is. Yes. The milestones that matter. Okay. So do that. Then you do your who am I. Then you do a promise. So you go. I promise to deliver you whatever it is. And at the end, so this is, you don't actually have a slide for this, but, and then I'm, and along the way, I'm also going to share with you about my course and what that course is called, which we're not going to call, is it called the Digital Dark Age? Oh, the course itself is called Memory Vault. Oh, so why, so, okay, I'm going to talk about my course, Memory Vault, which helps you become the memory keeper of your family. So you would say that then, all right? Then, and then say, like, you need to stick around um, because you've come today, you need to stick around because at the end of this, I'm going to be giving you, um, giving you blah, 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 because you came today. So you put that in and then you ask them a question, all right? So what would it feel like if, or what will it feel like when you are, an, um you know, when your children have gone, they've left and you look back and realize that you don't, you only you don't have the memories that you know you don't have a record of the memories that really made a difference all the way through your child's life and then say imagine if instead of that you had um you had created a memory bank not just for you but for them to help so you basically open it up then you start with your story do a little bit of your story there about just like you know um as a photographer, it's so easy for me to be behind and having to make a conscious effort. So, you know, I'm worse than any of you, you know, like I, I create a whole job where I'm behind the names so to talk about that, where you were stuck, your discovery, your results, why you're sharing it and then go through your little things. And I think just doing like three little content blocks. So one would be about mindset, one would be about being more intentful and then the other one would be milestones. So the milestones is the third thing because it's the teaser, but the other two lead to it. And in each one of those, there would be the content that you're covering, then what that looks like when it's successful. So you can maybe show that with like someone else's work, like as one of your clients or your work. And then like a little bit of a how-to and then like a little bit of like when we work together, we'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. And that structure means you're actually selling all the way through and getting really excited. And then at the end, you can go, I really love you. You know, who's enjoyed this? Who's learned something? What have you learned get them yes, doing that yeah. and then i do yeah, go into you the sales
1: yeah. yeah yeah cool okay,
0: what do you think
1: that's, that's really that's kind of like untangled everything because I have been really stuck with the when people tell me they're just like oh my god I lost all my photos and it was heartbreaking and I'm like okay well that's the thing that people are telling me that they want but it's not the thing that I like I know how to solve that problem but the problem's actually not that it's it's having intentional use of your photographs and, and I not think letting too like, and
0: stuff. there's me who's like that Um, And so, yes, that is that group, but that's an older group. And I think the market's bigger for you you if you're starting to talk about to people that are really wanting to do that. And because there's also, you know, like if you look at older millennials and Gen Xers, we did just chuck our kids online because technology was new. We had no idea about like all the pedophiles. We had no idea about understanding that that child is an autonomous unit who gets to choose whether they're online or not. We didn't think about the fact that that record would be there all the way through their life. And so someone might be able to find a photo on my Facebook of my 23-year-old and go, ha-ha, look at them with food all over their face when they're two or whatever. We didn't think about any of that stuff. And ch- and the upcoming f- families, unless they've really opted into social, so many are choosing not to have their child on social media. So your market, the poten- market potential for this is so much bigger targeting younger people who want to have intent who know how to use a smartphone who aren't necessarily they might come and see you but i haven't got that don't need that just they want to be the photographer as well yeah and that's the market you should be targeting yeah and that's the market i want to help because um
1: you know i can help them right now with that information Mm. it's not going to be in 20 years time where it's like "Let's, let's sort out the big pile that you've got, yeah, and which is overwhelming. Missing things, you can yeah. still
0: do that. And if someone came to you, you, could say, "Yeah, this course will definitely help you do that." Um, but that's not your ideal client.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right, spot on.
0: Okay, does this make you more excited? It does. It
1: makes me feel so much um, like. I feel yeah, like
0: narrowed the arrow that yeah, we've, we've narrowed a arrow. We have. <laughs> we've narrowed the arrow but we've also broadened the audience weirdly because we've made yeah. it an audience that's well more it's so the thing is that what we've done is found something that is more aligned with your values, more aligned yeah. with where your fire is, and more aligned with your ideal target audience yeah absolutely and it's kind of just just that like reordering of, mm. of information yeah who knew and also <laughs> you did well, i did well the thing is i didn't know until you gave me a full understanding because i knew what you had been doing and i was like i i was a little bit like am i going to struggle with this a bit because i don't have buy-in myself and i have to um, find the buy-in like i was yeah that's why i wanted you to give me details i was like Somewhere in there, has got to be a buy-in. And I didn't realize it was going to be here. I thought you were going to just convince me how awesome it was to document all my stuff. <laughs> and I was like, great. But when you did that, I was like, that, like, when you, like, you always go with the bit that excites you. Yeah. Because if you're not excited about it, there's no way you can
1: sell it. Yeah. No, you've got to build that excitement. Like, incit- excitement is contagious. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love it, and I can see people sharing it. Um, so tell everyone now when it. Do you have a set date for the next time you're going to do this? Um, I am
1: looking at opening up with um, with the new year uh, because that seems to be the time that people set goals and realize that they um, that they want something different from their life for the year coming ahead. So being more intentional with taking your photos in 2024 could be for you. Um, but it's also when people like to do a bit of decluttering as yeah, well. Yeah, that is, so, is... True. <laughs> yeah, so true. Yeah, so um, yeah. I. But it's also kind of like a little bit of a sticky time of the year because people are out in the summertime enjoying their mm. um, family life and um, maybe not paying attention online quite so much, which is
0: where I'm going to be. Okay, so my recommendation is you've got target market mothers. I would never start any sort of webinar attendance or lead in to anything, and I was going to miss you out. But... Yeah. until after school goes back yeah well that's it as well you can't like I don't (laughs) I don't even bother yeah I don't even bother like even with my you know like you guys my coaching comes back on the 16th of January I don't expect half of you to be there because it's just like you know and I understand that and the the content's purposely a bit lighter then but my one-on-one like I even I'm booked I could have booked it out but I was like I don't really want to be sitting there and doing five one-on-ones with clients you know over summer so I'm like that too but February, like you have to do it not the first week school comes back, but the week after. It, parents are like, Thank God, I've got something to do. That's my own time. So that's a really good time to do it. And then you're kind of heading into if you're doing that and it's like four weeks in four weeks time, that's heading into kind of like where they starting to get a little bit cooler, people are like happier, the the days are getting a bit shorter, so they're like, Cool, I can happy to do something at night you know kids aren't to already so that might be a better timing for you yeah yeah for yeah.
1: sure that's kind of where I've been a little bit sticky as well because um because I look after my children all the time yeah. and I have to do the the juggle between yeah, uh, my hard. physical work and
0: looking after my kids so yeah yeah so work it around you because you are uh, actually quite similar to your target market in that regard too, yeah so that, look at that it, yeah yeah Trip. honestly this has been such a pleasure oh so if they want to do it if they go, actually, I don't even need to come to that webinar or I'd like to do that webinar, how do they find you? Um, you can go to my
1: website, which is riansdaughterphotography.co.nz um, slash memory vault if that's what you want to do and there is a waitlist sign-up page there. Or you can just um, come and join me on Instagram. I'm
0: underscore Ryan's Daughter underscore on Instagram. Um, send me a message and I'll send you the link. And can I ask a question? Because you can have more than one URL on your Instagram. Do you have this, one of the URLs? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah, in there. Just that I'd check. And do you have it in your save stories
1: as well? I, I'm really bad at saving stories. You should story. do like a, to, do a, a save story
0: of just... So that would be a good task for you to add to your tasks because, of course, we have so many... Um, but I would do be strategic and go, you know, one week I'm just going to focus on, because once you've done your save stories, they're done. And I would do Memory Vault about, you know, about Kate, my work, Memory Vault, but I'd go brand work, family work, da-da-da, and then, and then you can also do like any free lead gen, you can do one of those like freebies. And if you've done it on a story with the link, if they click it, they can get it to the link. So like yeah, having those there would be really useful. Great. That's a good idea. Yeah. I will do It's that. a good little task to do. And it's good like lead gen generator, you know? Yes. Awesome. Oh, such a pleasure, Kay. Honestly, I have so enjoyed this, and I can't wait. I can't wait to see this now. I'm really excited. Like, I just want to not do everything else I have to do. that's a good sign. And just do this now. Okay, so (laughs) you're coming out next year. We're having a, um, for those of you listening, um, this is, I'm filming this before Christmas. It's coming out after Christmas, I think. or before, I'm not too sure. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. I've lost control. But. Um, we're having um, our coaching group is having a whole day planning using my new planner. And I would like you to have your dates, planned dates of when you're going to run this, come up to do that. Because then we can work backwards and start working out what your structure should be for your p- posts and things like that. Because then you'd need to do your promo posts and work out all those sort of things as part of this. And then you'll know that those are the things you can do. And a tip for you, what I would do is I would make an auto list on Metrical um, that can be turned on and off for when you're doing these and then you can have it start at a particular time and you know that it's gonna be every day for every every week for the next six weeks or something, that post would go on
1: and then yeah. you just turn
0: it off. Yes, okay. That's and good. if you wanna do it for a date, you can just have them in there and then go back and change the date in each one of them and then turn it back on again. So you have to turn it on, turn it off and it can just yeah. run. That's awesome. I need to dig deeper into doing that yeah you're like right Rachel thank you so much I'm really enjoying the session no that that is that is awesome it's it's one of my goals I haven't done it yet either I'm being a total hypocrite Uh, but I so, you know, I'm telling you what to do, but I haven't done that myself. I haven't even done my FAQs. You guys are done the FAQs. I don't know what I'm talking about, so, you know. <laughs> no, this has
1: been so amazing. Like I said, I'm just so excited to get into it, and I really want to be in that place, and I'm getting there through the content master Yay. web of, like, having everything done in advance. So it is just a
0: case of turning it on and off. So, yeah, it is yeah. so good. Oh, honestly, it's such a pleasure, Kate, and I can't wait to see you on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, me cool. too. Okay,
0: thank you. <laughs> Bye.